1: So, uh, for new people, I'm Tygen Leighton, the guiding Dharma teacher at Ancient Dragon Sengate. Welcome, everyone. So, today I want to talk about
2: the three refugees, and also about refugees. So, in, I think, all forms of Buddhism we take refuge in Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, three refuges. And these are our first precepts in the 16 precepts in our Soto Zen tradition, um, going back to the founder of our lineage in Japan, Dogen, in the 13th century. So these um, refuges of Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, are very important. And, and one of our newer people asked me, what is that? So I want to talk about um, taking refuge in Buddha, taking refuge in Dharma, taking refuge in Sangha.
1: And in some real sense, everything else comes from taking refuge in Buddha. So again, these are the formal
2: 16 precepts, which um, numbers of you have received
1: in precept-receiving ceremonies, taking refuge means coming home, returning. And Buddha, of course, is Shakyamuni Buddha, historical
2: Buddha in our Buddha field from
1: who uh, lived in north what's now northeastern India, around 2,500 years ago. But Buddha also means, Buddha means the awakened one. So we have an image of Buddha on our altar, and we all sit like Buddha, upright, quiet, settled. So taking refuge in Buddha means taking refuge in awakening itself and in some of our bodhisattva sutras or scriptures, um, Buddha is the whole universe as awakened. So we take refuge in Buddha. We take refuge in uh, this awakening uh, reality that has been represented historically by certain people, but also is the nature of the reality that brought us here. We come home to Buddha. We come home to the Buddha on our seat. And I could just give the rest of the talk about taking refuge in Buddha, but I will move along. Taking
2: refuge in Dharma, Dharma is a, a Sanskrit word that means a number of things, including just the truth or reality, but also the teaching, the teaching about that. Uh, and in our context, the
1: Buddha's teaching. So, Dharma is how we hear and learn and see Buddha in, through these teachings, through facing reality, facing the truth facing the reality of all things. Dharma,
2: dharma's plural as a technical term, means the elements of reality. So in early Buddhism, there is a a science or a teaching of dharmas, which are these elements of reality. And most of them are kind of... um, psychological or not, not there is physical, physical realities, but also just the reality of all that is. So we take refuge, we come home to Buddha, we take refuge and come home to Dharma, and then taking refuge in Sangha, which is
1: the third jewel, the third of these refuges, which is community. So this has deep meaning. It's
2: taking refuge in the harmony of all beings and the connectedness of all beings. But it's also particular sanghas like this Ancient Dragon's Gate Sangha here in Chicago and with people online from many other places. Um, I see Michigan and New Mexico and Ohio and Indiana, and there's probably others that I'm not seeing.
1: Anyway. Sangha is community and Sangha is a jewel because it's the community that supports us to um, awaken. And we can see Sangha in terms of Maha Sangha, all the different Buddhist Sanghas that exist here in
2: our country and around the world. We can also see Sangha as the community of beings human and otherwise, and and it's a jewel when it supports us, and we support it. So all three of these are are jewels, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha.
1: We return home to them, and we take refuge in them, and they support us, and we support them, and this is the process of awakening. So, practically speaking, I think all of us here in this Sendo, Southern
2: Sendo, and online, are came to this practice, and we have some newcomers today, which is very auspicious for us, but we came here.
1: We came to this practice and to these this Buddha Dharma Sangha as refuges from the world, from the difficulties of the world, from uh, the crassness of consumerism, for example, from the cruelty of the world, but also we came here, many of us, to, t- to find refuge from our own uh, problems in our lives. Our own physical, psychological difficulties. So taking refuge is a fundamental practice in Buddhism. But I want to extend this today to talk about refugees in in many senses. So in the world now we have many refugees. Moving all over the world Many refugees are trying to escape uh, the calamities of climate breakdown, where they come from. Also, the many refugees on our southern border are coming from
2: uh, violence and cruelty and from authoritarian governments that the
1: United States set up in their countries. So we have this uh, considered refugee problem. Actually, what our country is and has become, and the richness of its culture is thanks to many refugees. So this is a country of um, of refugees. We have maybe a couple
2: people in our sangha who have descendants who were indigenous peoples
1: here before the Europeans came in conquest. But um, almost all of us are descended from refugees from various peoples around the world. And that has made the United States a great country with rich culture and uh, rich heritages with, with the particular differences of different immigrant cultures. But right now, um, well, we have a, a
2: difficulty with refugees, which I want to talk about. But first I want to talk about Emma Lazarus, who lived from 1849 to 1887. She was an activist helping refugees.
1: She was a poet. She started writing poetry as a young woman during the Civil War. She was a friend of Ralph Waldo Emerson. And
2: she has, one of her poems is enshrined on the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. She wrote it in 1883. It wasn't installed at the Statue of Liberty until 1903 after she passed. She was Jewish. Uh, most of her ancestors, uh, almost all her ancestors uh, were in America before the revolution. So she was from an old family. And uh, of course, her famous line that's on the, on the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your
1: poor, your huddle of masses, yearning to breathe free. I want to read the whole poem. It's called The New Colossus. Not like the brazen giants of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride
2: from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, the Statue of Liberty, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles, from her beacon hand, world worldwide welcome, her mild eyes command the air bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your
1: story pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your
2: teeming shores. Send
1: the homeless, tempest, t- toss to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So that seems ironic in these times. I'm afraid to say, shame to say. My grandparents, as young children, arrived uh, in New York and saw the Statue of Liberty as children,
2: and um, probably everyone here has ancestors. Not all
1: immigrants came through New York Harbor, but many did, and saw the Statue of Liberty. So now refugees are being persecuted in this country, imprisoned without charges, all in violation of international law. So we have many politicians who's, uh, who are who are promoting a policy of cruelty, not just to refugees, but to all marginalized
2: people, to women to children being gunned down with assault rifles to um, push to blacks and
1: Latinos and indigenous people. So how do we respond to this policy of cruelty? So there are many refugees on our Southern border from Latin America clean climate damage and brutal
2: governments installed by the United States and with sanctions by the United
1: States government, which makes makes it harder to live in those countries. So uh, many people in our sangha are doing helpful work in their professions. We have attorneys and doctors. We have um, teachers, grade school teachers and grad school teachers.
2: We have librarians. We have psychologists and various counselors. We
1: have many chaplains, hospital chaplains in our sangha. So our samba is already helping here in Chicago, social workers also. I'm sure I've left
2: some out, some of all the good things that our sangha members are doing. Mm -hmm. But also, um, some of you have asked how to help more
1: in this difficult, challenged society. Where the policy of cruelty is rampant, and as I've said, there are ways to do that. I left out environmentalism or something anyway um, uh, if there's so there's so many issues I'm talking about refugees, but
2: there's so many problems in our world now, but it's It's not that it's hopeless. Climate damage is here, but uh, there are things still to be done that can help. And I encourage everyone, if you're so inclined, to look for some particular issue or problem that you would like to address. So Jan Budart is here. She's a great example. She's taking on issues of nuclear waste and all the damage they cause and working with an organization here in Chicago that helps. So, and I'm sure others of you are doing these things too, helping in some particular area and working with organizations that are helping. So we, it's easy to feel overwhelmed or hopeless, but that's actually not realistic.
1: There are many things that we all can do each in our own way, and many things that many of you are already doing in your work. But I want to um, call on our Ancient Dragons Endgate director, Alex Bernstein, who's sitting next to me, to talk
2: about this refugee issue, (laughs) specifically,
1: He's been helping an Afghan refugee family who are living in um, right
2: in, in, up in Rogers Park, where we do have Sangha members, and, and nearby in, in the next side sure um, Shore. Um, so this Afghan family was being helped by a Sangha in Sacramento, California, and they moved here and. Um,
1: Alex was telling me the good news that the father has found a good job. Um, But part of their family is still in Kabul. And Alex has also been talking to me about Venezuelan refugees,
2: many coming now, not just here in Chicago, in Miami, in many places. And um, Governors promoting cruelty have been bussing them up to northern cities, with no, without trying to help. Um, so there are things that this is one area where people can help if you're so inclined. So, Alex, would you? Um, and we can have discussion after. But Alex, would you talk a little bit about the Afghan family and about the Venezuelan? Uh, situation, Venezuelan refugee situation. And just please speak loudly enough for some people here.
3: Thank, thank you, Tigin. Um, Tigin asked me to speak a little bit about uh, what my recent experiences are and also just some opportunities for um, others in the Sangha who wanted to help. Um, and as Tigan and I drove south down Lincoln Avenue, to the temple this morning. We drove past uh, the police station. It's uh, like an M. Peterson. Um, and you can see large stuffed animals pushed up against the window from the, um, the children of the families who are sleeping on the floor there in the foyer um, who were recent arrivals uh, from Venezuela. Uh, so um, uh, there's just a, a huge need uh, to help right now. Um, quickly, I'll I'll talk a little bit about an opportunity uh, to work with a, a family from Afghanistan um, who's uh, separated. They uh, supported the uh, American military, working as a translator uh, during the Afghan war, during the conflict, and um, went to the airport in in two taxicabs to flee after the fall of. Uh, Kabul, and uh one uh taxi uh of the family including Muhammad, uh who is sort of the the leader and speaks the most english so uh um of the of the family they were able to get through and fly eventually to um to california um Whereas the, the, the mother and um, a, a brother and a sister remain in, in Kabul and really in harm's way. So um, uh, uh, Helen Hobart, who's with the uh, Valley Streams Zen Center in Sacramento, um, uh, helped, uh, along with Ruben, help make our connection with this, this family. Um, and they've moved to the Rogers park neighborhood in, in Chicago. And, um, uh, Helen, when, when she talked to me, she kept stressing how working with the family had, uh, enriched her sangha's life and that, um, the family sense of community and desire to connect with, uh, with Americans, um, was really transformative for them. So, uh, uh, Yip Pinsker and I had had, um, tea with Mohammed a couple of weeks ago and um, were planning some other social activities with the family. And the primary need that the family has now is is legal assistance to help sort out uh, asylum claims for the the, uh, issue related to the family separation. So if you're interested in participating in either of those efforts, Uh, I encourage you to email info uh, at ancientdragon.org. And then the second issue is... is, um,
2: There's also just just socializing with them. They they need uh, contacts in Chicago, right? Um,
3: And Eve has a a connection at an Afghani restaurant. So we think that a a good next step for a social engagement would be uh, to go to lunch with the family uh, and go walking on Lake Michigan. So, you know, the, um, you know, uh, for me, it's often difficult to know exactly how to help, but, um, you know, when you put yourself in, in sort of intimate, uh, proximity, uh, it, 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 it becomes, you know, and we trust in our practice, it becomes obvious. So, um, I really encourage those who who are interested and in have the time to participate uh, to um, email and and participate in our next, next social uh, interaction with the family. In addition to the legal need, thanks, thank um, And then the the uh, the second. Uh, issue I want to talk about briefly is uh, the arrival of primarily uh, Venezuelans um, in in Chicago in in very large numbers, and uh, there's a wonderful organization called Illinois Venezuela Alliance, which is assisting uh, these immigrants. And uh, uh, from my work with this organization. At present, uh, you know the the greatest need for these families is housing. So, if anyone has any um, any connections regarding providing housing for newly arrived immigrants, likewise, please email info at dragon dot org. Um, and also, uh, yes, there's a, a number of opportunities. I work closely with the Venezuelan family as well. So um, uh, if anyone wants to participate in any other activities to support uh, Venezuelans, likewise, please email the temple. Thank you, Ted.
1: Thank you very much, Alex. So um, this is a
2: good example, and what Jan is doing also, of how we can actually help in the challenges of our society now. And I know that most of the people here are very fully occupied with their work and family. And so, um, you know, this is all kind of extracurricular, but yet there are things that we can do to help. And it's important that we know that and that we don't feel just, oh you know, all of the terrible things that that we can find about in the mainstream media. and the the ravages of climate breakdown and so forth, um, there are ways to help. There are ways to do Bodhisattva work. So uh, as Bodhisattva practitioners, we are committed to universal awakening, to help everyone awaken, to help relieve suffering wherever. And of course, this is a difficult, challenging world. As I was talking about during... Our recently completed practice period. Yeah, this is the this this Buddha field of Shakyamuni's where we live, is technically in Buddhism called the Saha world, the world of endurance, <laughs> because there's a lot for us to endure personally and culturally and, and communally. Uh, and yet, our practice of sitting upright, is practice of. Saza is training for us to be present and face ourselves and face when we face the wall we're facing the world we're facing all of these problems and difficulties and challenges but also the joys of the world the flowers blooming all around us now birds singing Uh, so how do we take care of ourselves is a big part of this how do we Enjoy the practice and taking refuge in Buddha and Dharma and Sangha is a a joyful prospect. We come home to something deeper
1: than um, the mainstream media, put it that way. We come home to this reality,
2: this possibility of this noble, upright sitting and then facing the world. And being patient, but but paying attention to what's going on. And when we have an opportunity where we can help to do that. So helping with refugees is one such possibility. And people in the Sangha are welcome to, uh, whether you're in Chicago or elsewhere, to contact us about seeing how to help with that. But there are many, many issues to help with. So... Um,
1: Feeling overwhelmed and hopeless is available, but it's actually not realistic. Uh-huh. So uh, I want to just open this for discussion,
2: and then we'll have the four body sutra vows, and I'll have a couple of really major announcements after that. But first, uh, any comments on refugees or on helping in the world or anything else? What
4: are the three refugees, Eve, yeah. So um, there's something that can help, you know, take care of yourself and also um, others. So I, I live across the street from the Global Gardens refugee training farm, which was set up for the purpose of giving refugees who came, come from rural areas and are used to farming, um, a space within the city to, to practice that and to grow food for themselves and their families and also um, to supplement their income by selling it. And they have a website. Um, And over the summer they're having um, concerts every month. So you can come and hear music and donate and, and buy vegetables. And we did talk to the Afghan family about coming there, but um, I mean, as far as the concert went, they, they were in mourning. I don't know when they're, period of mourning is ending. So they were saying they can't, you know, come to a, like entertainment venue or music because of that or they couldn't this month. But um anyway, just so you can just Google Global Gardens Refugee Training Project, you'll find the information. They have a website and Facebook page. So thank you. Global Garden
2: Refugee Training Project? Okay, thank you. And that's located on Lawrence, sort of near California, right?
4: Yeah, just west of the river, opposite where, right opposite where I live, um, Lawrence and uh, opposite um, where Manor Dead Ends into the the Lawrence. Thank and you very next much. Next to Mormon Park. Oh, thank you.
1: Other um, suggestions of things people could do or just discussion about the whole idea
2: of taking refuge of the three treasures, or refugees,
1: or anything else. Uh, Howard here online has comment or question. Hi, Howard. Hey
5: y'all! It's good to see everybody. Um, yeah, it's actually thank you for this talk. Um, I've been thinking about this quite a lot because of. Um, the work I have been doing as a medical social worker at Lurie, um, and I'm transitioning away, but um, I've been working with a lot of refugee families, and you know, mostly with healthcare-related needs and stuff like that. But you know, as something that really stuck out to me in the middle of all of it, of you know, scrambling around to find resources, scrambling around to find things that people can very concretely, practically use. And this is the chaplain part of me speaking it meant so much for them just to have someone show up at all. Um, it meant a lot to those folks that somebody sat down and listened to them, even if you couldn't do much about it, because for some of these families, it was simply the case. There's not much I could do. Um, when I think about the refuges, right, the refuges, um, of Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, they're, they're coming back to coming back home of some sort. Um, And when I think about refugees, when I think about that there are concrete things I can do and there's also having to sit with the sense of like powerlessness and helplessness that they feel and that we often feel when faced with these very big issues with people who are hurting quite a lot. Um, I think it's important to remember too, as we do this bodhisattva work, as we take refuge, that it's a reminder, um, about karma we can't fix all of this by ourselves um these are problems that are much bigger than us individually um i think that's also why it's so important to remember that there's the the sangha jewel it's not just by ourselves we have to do this together Um, and even if we do it together we might not know how to fix it still much bigger than just a sangha um but that's a good that's a better starting point than thinking that we're by ourselves and Alone by ourselves.
1: Thank you. Himself is a refugee. He's taken refuge in the precepts,
2: and uh, I believe that your family, Howard, Im- immigrated to the United States probably through San Francisco or Los Angeles from.
5: Oh, funnily enough, they came directly to Chicago. Um, I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they came they came um, uh, in the during the eighties. So short. So after Mao had died.
1: Thank you. Other comments, responses, questions about the three refugees or refugees or anything else. Jan, hi.
0: Hi. Um, I really appreciate uh, your mentioning. The uh, work that I try to do. Um, and I want to talk about where I'm going to be in a couple of weeks. I'm going to a little town called Piketon, Ohio. And strangely enough, Southern Ohio, in that area, um, Piketon County, it seems to have been targeted as a sacrifice zone during the Manhattan Project, and there were other sacrifice zones during the Manhattan Project. One is St. Louis, another one is Hanford in Washington. And um, it's shocking, but um, it came to the attention, it came to national attention when children in a school began to get sick and they discovered isotopes from uh, the Manhattan Project around the school and immediately closed the school and sent the children to some other location. There were some awful stories around that. But now the government wants to establish a, a nuclear park in that area and thinking that we need to have our own source of fuel, nuclear fuel, because we've been importing it from Russia. Uh, the idea is that we need to produce our own nuclear fuel and they want to put an enrichment facility for uranium in that area. Um. It's it costs billions of dollars. There's hundreds of thousands of little tubes of centrifuge, little centrifuge tubes that go into uh, enormous buildings. Um, and there's going to be um meeting in this little town called Piketon, Ohio, two Saturdays from now. And... They're going to let the people of Piketon, it's going to be in person and online. And the people of Piketon are invited to come to hear three panelists, very astute people. One is a lawyer. One is a, um, he he's, does a tooth fairy project, which I could explain. And the third one, I just don't know very well. And um, so the people of the town are invited to come and hear these speakers, and they'll be there in person. And then the people of the town or or the surrounding area, or me probably, I'll be there, um, will be able to express themselves. So um, uh, good
1: old Americans can be... um, Used
0: and their areas can be um, co opted to create sacrifice zones for the nuclear project because of the need, if you'll pardon the expression, to enhance our nuclear arsenal, which is going to cost about a trillion dollars over the next few years. So, um I'm hoping I'll just say one more thing. I believe the root of this problem is that Americans don't understand radiation, they don't understand the basic um, the the basic structure of mat- matter as it exists on the surface of the earth, and if they did, they'd understand why this whole situation is extremely dangerous for ourselves
1: and the people who come after us. Thank you, Jan. Uh, so if anyone wants to hear more, you can email info
2: at I'll, I'll forward that to Jan. I just want to say about this, that uh, some people have proposed nuclear power as a, as an uh, answer to climate damage and fossil fuel destruction of our planet. And, in my opinion, it's really not a helpful solution. Uh, my understanding is that we have enough uh, energy from solar power and other alternative renewable energy sources to uh, supply all the energy needs of the world, but the fossil fuel companies and the nuclear power companies that get subsidies uh, prevent, are preventing that. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for your work, Jim. Um, does anyone have other comments or questions? Anything about the Buddhist
1: uh, refuges or anything else? As Jen said, the, the Dharma, the jewel of Sangha. Means that we're not alone in trying
2: to respond to the most problems or our own problems. Mm-hmm. It's important to try, you know, it, it, for people who are having difficulty, which is easy to happen in this world, to reach out to Sangha members. Mm-hmm. Please. Um, so, um, wh- whomever you feel like reaching out to and a sangha, uh, we support each other. We're a community, um, yeah. and uh, Joanna Macy has talked about islands of sanity. And so, as a as a way, and I worked on their waste issues with Joanna many years ago. Um, anyway, uh, just to really think about Buddha and Dharma and Sangha as resources. As supports, as where we can give our
1: energy. Does anybody, who's, does anybody who has not spoken yet want to add anything or ask anything? Please feel free. Well, um, we can. Um, stop the discussion now and um do the three refugees
2: we'll do service but first there'll be announcements and I have a couple of very very major
1: announcements for us um, so um thank you all very much please take care of yourselves and each other we'll do the four border out for